Well, on this Friday, I am excited to be speaking to the one, the only Jay Woods, formerly known as Origin. How are you doing today, Jay? I'm doing pretty well, Holly. Can I be honest? How are you? I'm, yeah, go for it. I'm having a hard time uh, making that adjustment from Origin to Jay Woods, but I'm going to do my best to remember. I know. So am I. This is new for us all, but we will adapt. We will adapt in no time. I appreciate you making that effort to acknowledge my season of of change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Feel free to check out past Good Company podcasts where we talk about what's in a name as you can figure out and learn more about why the shift from origin to Jay Woods. But I'm so excited to have you on today because we always get into some really deep conversations. And so you know it. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we going to talk about today, Jay? Well, you know, you were just just before we hit record, you know, you were sharing about these experiences you were sharing together with your family, going to Kingdom Bound, meeting with all these cool people in community. Yeah. And it brought up in my mind the whole idea of the opposite of that. When we actually don't experience community, connection, mm. belonging, shared experience, what a lot of us face, um, more of us than perhaps we admit, is actually an experience of loneliness where we're longing for a kind of connection. We're longing for a a knowing that there's people with whom we belong. Yeah. And I actually read just the other day that there's a recent report from the Surgeon General of the U.S., um, Dr. Vivek Murthy. Okay. And his advisory report says that loneliness is an epidemic in the U.S. right now with such harmful impacts, in fact, that those impacts on one's health, physiologically, mentally, emotionally, the impacts on one's health are actually more harmful from loneliness than from smoking daily. What? Which blows my mind as much as I'm hearing it's blowing your mind. Sorry, Um, what? No, really? Being lonely can be as bad as if you had an addiction to smoking. Really? I know your tongue is twisted. Mine was too. It's what the doctor said based on a whole lot of research that has now come out and been published. Um, Yeah. So I know it's mind blowing, but some of what they've looked at is the fact that loneliness is not just a feeling. It's not just this kind of uh, experience we have that's isolated from other aspects of our lives, but actually When we experience loneliness, when we don't have other people whose presence tells us that we're safe, we belong, we can receive embrace, we can receive a hug when we need it, we can be heard. When we don't have that, our body actually goes into more of a state of like tension, more of a state of unsafety. And when our body's in that state, feeling disconnected from other people in the world around us, um, we're more susceptible to all sorts of diseases. We're more susceptible to depression and anxiety, more susceptible to poorer cognitive function. The list goes on and on. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. We know that God has created us for connection. Yeah. To be in community. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on this? How how do you make sense of this? Um... Well, obviously, I'm <laughs> I'm really surprised that it is that severe 
of uh, an impact on our bodies. Now, I remember probably last week on Good Company, we were talking about some of the eight things, eight eight healthy habits to get into before you're 40. You know, those kind of like Brio Magazine kind of tips. Um, oh, yeah. And so they were saying that social connection is a healthy habit to extend your life. And so mm. that was one of the eight. And I guess hearing that and then hearing this new news just really, I mean, I think drills home the importance of us reaching out to others, like anyone, just to make sure they're okay. I think that the hustle and bustle that we find ourselves Mm -hmm. in, I think that having a pandemic that forced us to be in isolation truly has been so damaging. I mean, we think about all the people who committed suicide the, the amount of people that we lost during the pandemic, not because of COVID, but because of mental yeah. health. And now they're saying it is an epidemic right now. And absolutely, it's something that we can do something about and it doesn't cost us anything and we can help save lives. Absolutely. We can help save lives for other people and we can actually enrich and extend our own lives simply through fostering safe nourishing connection. And a fascinating thing is, even before COVID, this same advisory from the Surgeon General said that approximately half of adults in the U.S. reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness before the pandemic. Oh, dear. So imagine afterwards, after forced social isolation Mm -hmm. as a means to keep us safe from COVID and just the impact of that. Yeah. Um, But the fact is, relationships are a source of, of healing and well-being for us, one that can help us to live healthier lives, one that can help us to feel more free to, to be ourselves even. And I want to I wanna offer just some, some thoughts for us to consider in our own context okay. for how we can cultivate some of that kind of reliable, safe connection to others that's nourishing to our souls and to our bodies. Yes, Is that cool if we kind of run through some ideas? Absolutely, because I think sometimes you're in a state of loneliness and you're thinking, how do I get out? Like, it feels Mm. like a sentence. Like, how did I get here? I'm in this prison of loneliness. What do I do to get rid of this? Right, yeah. And I want to offer like a slight, but for some of us, maybe quite powerful switch in how we frame that versus how do I combat this big thing of loneliness to how do I find a little bit of connection, Hmm. right? Instead of what it is we're trying to get rid of, let's try imagining what it is that we're trying to cultivate more of just a little bit at a time. And I think that makes it perhaps a little bit more feasible to start small. One of the ways we can start is by starting at home. I know that some of us have circumstances um, where home maybe doesn't even feel like the most relationally safe space, like we can ask for the connection we need from our siblings or our parents or our kids, for that matter. (laughs) Uh, But the hope is uh, that at home we can, hopefully enough safety at home, and when I say safety, I mean in like an emotional, psychological sense, enough safety to say, hey, y'all, or hey, spouse, hey, sibling, I'd really love to just spend some quality time. How can we plan for that this week? Hmm. So maybe it's planning to go for a walk 
with your family. Maybe it's planning to uh, just have one outing to go do a movie night. Maybe it's planning on a board games night. Maybe it's just watching a movie together on Netflix. Maybe it's talking about our days, if that's not already something that's part of a regular routine. But something maybe out of the ordinary from the usual routine that might deepen some of that connection. Start at home with the people around you. Or here's a bonus for starting at home. If you've got pets, I know it's not quite the same thing as a human to human connection, but they're here to be our companions. Am I right? Yeah. Um, They can be a great source of some, um, of companionship, of play, of uh, sharing some pats on their belly, just some quality time (laughs) with another being is a great way to foster some some connection that maybe we can then take into our human relationships. Another way that we can foster some connection is by looking to our spiritual community. Um, So if you are part of a church, even if you're part of a virtual church, uh, just looking for ways that we can connect a little bit more deeply. Is there a small group you could attend that you haven't tried out yet? Maybe a virtual small group. Maybe there's a chat, something. Are there events happening during the summer? Gatherings, barbecues, places where we can gather with our, our church family to experience a kind of togetherness. Another way we can find connection is by looking to our spatial community, like literally around you, your next door neighbors, the town or city that you live in. Are there spaces where people gather, where you can go and be part of something, where you can go and strike up a conversation with a stranger at the library and ask them about the book they're reading? Maybe they don't want to be disrupted, but (laughs) you get the idea. Going to places where we can find some connection with the people around us. Hey, if you know your neighbor's name, um, why not just knock on their door to see how they're doing randomly one day? Let them know you're having a barbecue. You'd love to invite them over. There's ways all around us for us to connect. And if going outside your door to church or to your neighbor's house feels like too far to go, grab your phone, scroll through, find a person, a friend, an acquaintance you haven't checked in with in a while and just say, I'm thinking of you. There's endless opportunities for us to connect and to share the gift of being in relational connection. Okay. I have a question for you though, because sometimes you go into these spaces and you are someone who feels anxious. It feels daunting. Uh, Maybe you've been hurt by the church, but you want to connect and you have all those extra emotions. How Mm -hmm. do you push past those to engage? Yeah, I think that's such a good question. And obviously it's going to be unique to each one of us because our stories are different. Our pain is different. Our needs when we step into community might be a little bit different. Um, I think one thing to consider is that We have a unique journey to walk when it comes to finding connections that feel safe for us. So rather than stressing ourselves or going to a a cocktail party where we're going to be having all sorts of small talk and we know that's overwhelming, maybe we can start smaller. Maybe we can start with something a little simpler that actually does feel safe enough for us where we are right now. So maybe for me in my journey, Um, What feels safe enough is to actually just send a text 
to somebody who I'd love to connect with rather than having a phone call, rather than meeting up in person for coffee, rather than going to an event. Mm. Maybe it's just sending that text. Maybe it is going to a place where we don't feel pressure to necessarily engage in a deeply vulnerable way just yet, but where maybe we can take kind of a back seat. Um, so if that is visiting a church where we're curious about community, but we don't feel ready to go out for lunch with anybody yet. Yeah, maybe we start by just being in the space and observing what that's like for us until it feels safer to take another small step and another small step until maybe, hopefully, it can feel safe enough to really connect on a deeper level. Yeah, sometimes the half the battle is just getting comfortable to be in some of these spaces, especially after a few years, where let's face it, some of our social skills are rusty. I don't even know. I mean, my husband's always hesitant. Like, oh, can I let her out of the house? (laughs) Just joking. (laughs) (laughs) What is she going to say that's socially awkward today? Um, (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes you go into these settings, and I know I felt like this in my 20s. I would go to a church. Mm -hmm. It's a church I'd gone to my entire life, and suddenly I walked in, And I knew the people and it was a safe space, but I still felt lonely. Yeah. You point out something so important there, which is like sometimes we can feel lonely, even though we're literally surrounded by people, (laughs) because that loneliness is more of an inward experience of of disconnect than it is necessarily an external reflection. But again, I ask, I invite us to ask this question, what feels safe enough for me right now? if that is participating in a virtual church and typing in the chat to say hi or to ask <laughs> yes. a question or something like that, maybe that feels safe enough now. Uh, maybe going to a coffee shop and just sitting and observing people and maybe having a conversation with a barista. I don't know. We can get creative. But the point is we start with what feels safe enough for us and we kind of scaffold from there and holding this question, is this actually unsafe for me to engage socially or is it just uncomfortable? Because I think we can do uncomfortable. That's a good question. That is a really good question, especially in this day and age where I think sometimes the uncomfortable has been deemed unsafe. Then you go into fight or flight. So you don't want to be in it. Or total shutdown mode where we just don't engage at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our challenge, just taking baby steps and getting out of our comfort zone. Because when we do that to help our loneliness, guess what? It helps others, too. It really does. That's the beauty of community. Unity's in community. I should get a T-shirt that says that. (laughs) I think you should. I also I'm impressed by the rhyme skill and would love to have you featured on my next album. Oh, no, you would not. Uh, Producer Mike has heard me attempt to rap saying all those things. Yeah, no. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Invitation retracted. Or maybe we'll talk about this some more. Yeah, maybe. We'll work into it, right? I mean, let's embrace some uncomfortable things, right? Uh, Maybe one day. Just not this day. (laughs) I got to take baby steps. I'm with you on that. Jay Woods, thank you so much for diving into that conversation with uh, with me about loneliness. Because like you say, like the experts say, it is a, a situation that is no longer one we can ignore. We need to get out there, love one another, and uh, combat loneliness one step at a time.
that's the way.